0: Hey everybody welcome to episode 45 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting for nearly 30 years. This week we discuss some recent fine news from Great Britain and chat about Halo Effect. Have you ever dug a silver or non-ferrous target only to find a rusted piece of iron? Do you believe in Halo Effect or do you think it's just a myth? Let's get on with the show and find out. Hey everybody, before we start, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you enjoyed the show this week. But before we begin, I want to give you the following information. If you want to give me feedback or interact with the show, please reach out to me on Twitter at DetectingThe or Instagram at the Metal Detecting Podcast. Or if you want to pop me an email to Kieran at the Metal And now if you would like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on speakpipe.com forward slash the metal detecting show. The link will be in the show notes. If you would like to buy me a coffee, you can actually do so now with buymeacoffee.com forward slash metal detecting. And lastly, and most importantly, if you like this content, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hey Detectorists, I hope you had a great week full of finds, not pull tabs of course, but hammered coins and golden crowns. I got out this week, which was great. I hit my relic beach with the CTX 3030 equipped with the six inch coil. I found nothing amazing. However, there were a few heart stoppers in there, but the main finds were the back of an old watch an English half P and probably the best find of the day, which was a lead millie ball, but was fully smushed, but I love these. So it gets added to the collection anyways. I have to say, I do like the CTX with a 6-inch coil. However, I'm not sure if it's the CTX piece that's doing it for me, as I think this love affair would end if I equipped the Equinox 800 with a carbon fibre shaft and a 6-inch coil, and I imagine that would quickly become my firm favourite after that. I've already got this week's hunt sorted out, so I'll let you know how that goes next week. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I received a few great reviews on Apple Podcasts last week, one of which reads as follows. I have listened to several other podcasts about metal detecting and they were okay. I was getting tired of listening to four people trying to talk over each other and terrible audio mixing. That's when I found the metal detecting show. The content is easy to follow, interviews are clear, and it doesn't take hours to get the content of one show. Kieran is always improving the show and the topics and flavour are what I was looking for. Keep it up. Many thanks, Zach. I really appreciate your feedback and reviews like that are the currency that helps Apple decide whether to promote my podcast or not. So if you would like to be like Zach, take five minutes and review the podcast for me. It really helps keeping the podcast alive. So you may or may not have seen the news this week of the story about the finding of a gold religious figure, which the finder, metal detectorist Kevin Duquette, believes to have been part of King Henry VIII's crown. Can you believe it? This assumption comes after several years of research as the figurine was actually found in 2017, but it's only now that the experts are saying there is a high probability of this figurine being the real deal. It is difficult to be certain as the original Tudor crown of Henry VIII was melted down as per the orders of Oliver Cromwell after the English Civil War in 1649. However, it is possible that the 2.5 inch figurine was removed from the crown prior as it was potentially lost by Charles I during his crippling defeat at the hands of Oliver Cromwell during the Battle of Naseby, which occurred very close to the site of where the figurine was found. Whether the providence of the find is accurate, this doesn't take away from its importance, as there are very few religious artefacts remaining from that period of time, making this an extremely important piece of history. Which is currently undergoing independent evaluation and is expected to be worked somewhere in the region of £2 million, or, wait for it, $2.7 million. Now the bad days work for Kevin Duquette, and congratulations to you, sir. So Halo Effect. No, this is not a new game on the Xbox, but an issue that some people believe is a phenomenon that was invented by the metal detecting industry to account for inefficiencies in their detectors. But every one of us has come across it at some stage or another. So what is halo effect? Have you ever got a great signal only to have it disappear as soon as you dig it? This is more than likely down to halo effect. But what actually is halo effect? Halo effect occurs when a metal is buried for a long time and over that time the metal slowly rusts or oxidises, with these oxide metals leaching into the soil, forming a sphere or halo or a cloud of oxidation around the object. This can also happen in highly acidic soil, which is essentially accelerating the agent process, resulting in the same effect being formed over a shorter period of time. This oxidation is where the divide between the believers and non-believers lie. The non-believers believe that the metal detector shouldn't be able to pick this oxidation up, where the believers believe that there is enough accumulated iron in the iron oxide to generate a signal. Just to be clear, there is an actual physical and chemical change occurring, and if you were to analyse the soil, you would see these oxides in the soil's makeup. So we know there is something happening. This manifests in your metal detector, like I said previously, as a signal that disappears completely, or as a false positive signal, which gets downgraded from, say, a high-pitched target, like a coin, down to a low-pitched iron grunt. It is essentially tricking your detector into thinking a low-conductivity target is a high-conductivity target, such as a silver coin. In the first instance, the signal will totally disappear as you are breaking up the physical halo of oxides, resulting in the signal totally disappearing. It is almost like the halo presents itself greater than the sum of its parts, representing itself as a large target in the metal detector's eyes, almost a form of rust synergy. How can you tell if you're over a target that may be benefiting from the halo effect? It's pretty simple, really, as it will represent itself as a high-conductivity target, but will come across as a broken signal. And as iron is easy to discriminate out using your detector, you can turn your detector's threshold up loud enough so that you can hear a constant hum. By the way, this is something you should always be doing anyways, right? Anyways, so if you turn your threshold up loud enough, You will be able to hear the detector null out the iron part of the signal, no matter how it is representing it. I use this as part of my process to help identify if a target is a good dig or not. If I'm getting a good signal and I listen to the signal, if there is a very quick break in the threshold, some people call this a scratchy signal, I profile switch to all metal mode. This gives me an indication of the iron content. If it's still iffy, I might dig a cloud breaking the surface knowing that I will be disturbing any potential halo effect. In theory, removing some soil should make the signal brighter. If it gets worse, I don't dig it, but that's halo effect for you. Taking it to the next level, halo effect can cause target masking, which, as you know if you had been listening to the podcast previously, is when the signal from one target masks the signal of an adjacent target due to slow recovery and response speed. For example, you potentially could have a rusty nail with halo effect near a coin. The halo effect will cause the detector to report a silver coin, which will disappear once you dig, and then you may have disturbed a coin, leaving it in the side of the hole or damaging it, but as we say, always double check your hole, you never know. On to gold and the halo effect. More importantly, gold nuggets. Again, a divisive topic. Some people will argue that gold is too pure to be affected by halo effect. However, if you consider that gold is never found in its pure form, but is found, in fact, as a homogeneous lump of gold and other allies, it is logical to assume that it is possible that there is potential for these alloys to leach into the soil, forming a halo effect. Also, if you look at most gold nuggets, they are not a solid lump. They are porous globs indicating that alloys have leached out of the nugget, and it is possible for this to form some halo effect. One more thing to ponder on if you have been detecting long enough you will have noticed that finds will ring up brighter after rainfall do you think this is down to the water or down to the actual minerals in the water consider that if you removed all the minerals from the water that it would no longer be conductive so it is clear the water in itself is having no effect on the detector's ability to detect the find but it is the mineralisation coupled with the rainwater in the soil making it more conductive And why would a find become more conductive after rainfall if not only for halo effect? Have you ever dug a silver or non-ferrous target only to find a rusted piece of iron? Do you believe in the halo effect or do you think it's just a myth? That's it for this week. I hope you liked this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Check out our website www.themetaldetectingshow.com for this episode's show notes. Check out our Patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive or just want to buy me a coffee. Actually, if you want to buy me a coffee, you can do so now at buymeacoffee.com forward slash metal detecting. If you'd like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on speakpipe.com forward slash the metal detecting show. The link will be in the show notes. And if you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level, feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directory of your choice. If you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will chat to you all again next week. Get out there, eyes down and happy hunting.